Veterans Voice is a show that connects veterans and active members of the military to qualified guests who help you find programs and benefits you qualify for and discuss housing, education, career training, and other topical matters. Every show addresses issues that affect your life. Call in and share your experience. 781-837-4900. Welcome, welcome everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Veterans Voice Radio. Veterans Vice Radio was another station that we can talk about after midnight, of course. Uh... Uh, not that veterans have any vices. Uh, they're all pure as the driven snow, right, right, Justin? Yeah, really. Yeah. You submariners, yeah, uh, actually, you yeah. live close to God underwater, I'll tell That's you. That's right. We didn't have to worry about uh, rain or snow. Rain? No, it, 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 it was all the same. Take huh? it down deep, level off. It's nice and smooth, baby. If you're buying any of this, I got some property to sell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I can't believe that... that on purpose, they go inside those tubes and go underwater. God bless you. Yeah. Same as the guy that flies those uh, planes and then they jump out. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, and we lost a. Uh, we're going to have a little uh, testimonial next week uh, towards the uh, Navy SEAL from Cohasset that just uh, uh, lost his life uh, this last week in a, a parachuting uh, uh, oh, training exercise. Uh, so. Uh, our condolences go out to the uh, to the Classic family, and uh, rather than rush to put something through, we're just going to do a little research and a little testimonial, and uh, uh, just uh, pay homage to him as we uh, as we do. But tonight we've got uh, an interesting show. Uh, we, we've got kind of a surprised guest that's all the way up here from uh, from Virginia. Uh, yeah. Cliff uh, Broman, thanks a lot for coming up, Cliff. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. It's great. You know, I was in town, like I said, uh, so it's great to come up here. I always like supporting, you know, better than causes me being a veteran also myself thank you for your uh, service you know it's always great yep only did 34 years so, I was so <laughs> wow. close to making a career out of it uh, wow i was just right there but you know my wife what uh, what branch cliff uh army aviation yep warrant officer so i was one of those you know secret people that they don't hold, know a whole lot about right because nobody knows what warrant officers do so uh so it, it was a great career i can't i can't really complain but you know um you know being a suicide survivor as you guys know and we get into more into the show uh, and, and with my own podcast, I just think it's important to, to get the word out there and spread the word. So I just want to say I appreciate what you guys do here in Massachusetts with the Veterans of Voice because I think you guys really are helping uh, a lot of people out there. And, and I'm so thankful that I got to know you. Me too. Uh, me too. You know, so thanks, thanks again for letting me have on the thanks show. Thanks to Reach Across America for introducing oh, yeah, us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- you know, another, uh, an, another part of the circle, another yeah. piece of the pie that gets thrown in and now we've got you sitting beside our resident expert uh, uh, <laughs> on on so much to do with mental health and uh, and and recognizing some of the symptoms or, or maybe some of the I don't know what what am I trying the signs those the indirect, signs, that's it those yes. indirect verbal verbal cues and you do that how Jenny by, by listening to and, somebody and, ha- and paying attention to what exactly they're saying. And you and you go out and train people to to pick up on these signals. We do. And yep. who do you do that with, Jen? Actually, today we were at Bridgewater State University. We trained 45 police officers and from Plymouth County. Firemen were there, too. Actually, I should say it's all first responders. We had EMS there, too. Um, talking about mental health and doing the um, Columbia Lighthouse Project Risk Survey, mm-hmm. so we want them to start carrying that with them. And what and what is that uh, concerned? 
It's a six-question list if they were um, sent on a call and they're concerned about someone who might be at oh. risk. Oh. There's certain steps that you take to, you know, do a quick assessment. It's okay. not the full assessment yep. that you would get. Yeah. Um, but we're going to have them start carrying it with them. Because uh, they have so. to make an almost instantaneous assessment, don't they? Sometimes they do. But we're fortunate. In Massachusetts, we actually have a lot of um, police departments that now have a clinician on staff. So when they get a mental health call, those clinicians go on the call with the police officer. And once they determine it is safe, the clinician will go in and do the risk assessment and then make that decision. Does that person need to go to the hospital right now, or can we put things in place to keep them safe for now? How about the first responders themselves? Do you, do you talk to them about their own? You, you know, yes. who counsels the counselors? Right. Yeah. No, we do a mon- mental health first aid for public safety. Um, we've done a lot of them around Plymouth County. And, you know, we always ask them, take your hats off. Because it's not about you being a police officer, first responder. It's about you and your family and about your mental health. Interesting. You yeah. Take your hat because off. Because they don't, yeah, yeah we yeah. say leave the... Yeah. Uniform yep. at home, take your hat off, take your badge off, your gun off. You know. This is human to human. Yes. Not human to police officer or first yep. responder. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, the Red Cross. We get called when we have a fatality or a crazy thing like that El Paso. Our mental health from Red Cross calls us up. Not me, of course. Yeah, no. call everyone else. Yeah. He goes, this wolf? Yes, click. Yeah. But everyone else, they call and check them out. They really do. Yeah, you amazing. trained them. Well... Not in Texas. I haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Big, you're no, a big deal I in Cleveland. I went to Colorado. <laughs> oh, boy. We're no, in Connecticut last week. It's the local crew who knows you. Yeah. So they're taking yeah. your temperature. They call right up. They sure. Really sure. And, and uh, I mean, some of the things that the, that the police officer, the first responders are going through, yeah. I, I mean, the number of mass shootings that these people have to come up upon that... They're not really trained for that, yeah. um, and I—they've I, I, already set a, a record for mass shootings this year. It's a couple hundred already, where four or more people have gotten killed, and a lot of these first responders—they don't—it's—it's it's something of that mm-hmm. ilk that they're not really used to. Never mind what the veterans have gone through. Oh yeah, in the battlefield. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, 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 you know, one thing I talk about, of course, with my podcast, Mental Health Warrior, is, you know, with PTSD, with post-traumatic stress syndrome, the important thing to realize about that, it's, it's how that person identifies it to themselves, right? Because PTSD affects everybody differently, or, or a trauma event affects everybody differently. And I always tell people all the time, don't feel bad about yourself if it affects you but not you, right? Because right? it's how you, how you identify and how that affects you. It doesn't make it any less or, or, or any, any more. Right. Um, it's just how it affects you. And I think sometimes if we can just normalize that feeling and then so people will know that it's okay to feel that way, that they can then go out and ask for help or know it's okay to ask for help. Cliff, I had a, not a breakdown on the show a couple of weeks ago, but I, had, I, was, I was battling depression. Yeah. And we had a couple of uh, serious uh, uh, murders take place in in mm-hmm. the in the these quiet bedroom towns in a, in a, in a short time, but we had two veterans take their lives. Yeah, uh, it, it, the same the night before, and it just hit me that that I just had to. I I, I felt like a complete failure on the show. 
because yeah. we miss them. Yeah. They're in the towns next door. Yeah. I drive through Hingham every day yeah. to get here. Keith German is a great veteran services officer. Yeah. We're, we're out there doing all kinds of coffees and this and that. And, boy, we tried and tried. And, Jen, sometimes we just can't get there, huh? Yeah. In, in this field, I do interventions, yeah. and I work with people that are struggling. And I've lost people that I've worked with for over a year. You know, I, I have a couple that I lost. One of them was a police officer that we were working with the family. You know who it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that devastated me. I mean, I went through, I'm a lost survivor too. Yeah. I lost my niece to suicide, but I had that survivor's guilt. And that, mm-hmm. I think that's what you were feeling, Greg. You know, are we not doing enough? Yeah. And that's yeah. the stuff that I question. Yeah. And I know I can't save everybody. Yeah. But the best part, do you remember the story I told you from Marshfield Fair last year? Yeah. Where the police yeah. officer came up to me and said, I took your class two years ago. You saved my life. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I have chills yeah. as I'm saying it right now. Well, you know, Keith, German, Keith German has saved countless, countless numbers of, of, of veterans throughout his long mm-hmm. uh, standing in the, in the, in, with, at, at the VSO. Well, now he's got a service dog. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and how old's Keith? 55, 50, 55 yeah, maybe? maybe? Yeah. Early yeah. 50s. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, just retired from the, from, uh, the Naval Reserve. Was a chief petty officer, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Just came back from a tour in Djibouti. Uh, building uh, Djibouti is like uh, in Somalia. I was going to say, yeah. where is that? Yeah, <laughs> and, and he was a CB building forward military bases for the soldiers that we get stationed over there that nobody knows about. So they're fighting the, I don't know, the the tribesmen over there. There's a terrible uh, yeah. problem over in um, Somalia with all sorts of... Oh yeah, pirates and pirates, craziness right. going on. Uh, that uh, you know, he came back and he just had a, had a, had a problem. He thanked us, by the way. Yeah, he he he, he thanked, on, us. He thanked us. Yeah, and uh, you know that that was a, a great feeling to know that uh, you know to to know that we reached somebody. Yeah, but even the strongest of the strong, right? Need 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 a little. Uh, a little assistance sometime, yeah. you know? Well, you know, and, and, you know, that's one of the things I talk about, being a suicide survivor, and as it's pending on 9-11, and that led up to my attempt a year later, is, you know, you just, when, when I go out and do speaking events, I don't always hear the best stories after the event, right? People's going to tell me about their traumatic event. That's what they're going to talk with me about when they come up and see me after I do a speaking event. And I tell people all the time, with you guys doing your radio show and you do a lot, is that you have to know when it's okay to step back. Or like when you said, it's 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 okay to to, ha- to be upset or take that moment to reflect because if you don't, then obviously that's going to have adverse effects on you. And we've actually had people who gone out and done speaking events and things like that who's gone on to um, complete suicide actually because the, the traumatic of reliving those events um, can be very traumatic again to them. Um, and then if you don't have that support structure to help you. Uh, you know, then it can just be just as bad as the original event that that got you there in the first place. And so, I always caution people. You know, when they come out and they see my see me do my events, or even when you guys doing the show, you know, just know when it's okay to just like you were saying. You know, I just I, I just had a breakdown. It was a lot, but just voicing that I think to a lot of people it, it helped me to the know next it's day, okay. I felt yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah. you I, voiced it live though. That yeah, yeah. yeah. You and you said, probably helped. 
thousands of people you don't even know about just I, by doing that. I, I just couldn't help it. Yeah. That day I okay. had to cancel yeah. our regular show. I said, I got I to gotta talk about this, you yeah. know? Uh, and I was ready to, the, the night before in Hingham, I, we were there in Hingham to honor a, a, a kid that took his life on July 3rd. Yeah. Now, this was only a couple of weeks ago. During the ceremony, they had to announce that another kid, 31 years old, took his life in Hingham two nights two nights before. Yeah. And that set me right over the edge. Yeah. You, you know, how could it be? Another 30-year-old kid, yeah. the prime of life. Hingham, Hingham is a beautiful, affluent com, uh, uh, town. Uh, average selling price for homes of well over a million dollars. Oh, wow. On the coast, beautiful, very historic. Abe Lincoln lived there. His grandfather lived there. Very, and it's a beautiful, beautiful, peaceful community. Boy, and yeah, and and they do a lot. Yeah, but you know that's the thing about mental health. It doesn't know a social construct, right. so it, no. it can affect anybody. No so. one's immune. No, yeah. no, no one's immune. That's that. right. Yeah. Look at look at Robin Williams. Yeah. yeah, you know someone seemingly so successful, and you know, and you know, for veterans and first responders, and and you know this, when you you're sent into whatever you you're doing, whether it's responding to something, you just go on those instincts. You, yeah. your training kicks in, mm-hmm. you get the job done, and yeah. then when you come back, and and when I was in the service, and also when when I was in uh, corrections, there's there was no follow up like. You know, when you see someone get killed or an officer who's assaulted, mm-hmm. uh, there was no follow-up. Like, hey, you, you know what it was? You came back and they said, okay, put all your gear away and go back, go back on shift. And the EMT comes back. He puts his gear back in the truck. The truck's fine. And then he waits for the next call. Now it's changing, yeah. when they, especially changing when there's that. a death. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's take them out of that area, bring them to, you know, get them outside a facility or get them outside the firehouse or the police station yeah. and, and you can get the help. That wasn't... 20, 30 years ago. It, yeah. you, you kidding me? You're, you're going to go back and finish your shift. Yeah. 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 Well, and even so there was a lot of suicide. And, you know, and same as the military. We had a lot of issues, especially with the Iraq War and Afghanistan War, when they would go out on patrol and there would, something would happen on that patrol. And they would come back and the soldiers were obviously affected, but the mission still has to go on. And what they realize is they need to give those soldiers that secular, that moment to mourn. Because if not, they get stuck in that phase, and, and you know that right. more as I do, Jeannie, um, with that. And so it was important for the military to start doing that. But that was a long process for, to even get them to allow it to do it. Sure, and and even to not bounce people out of the out of the military because they have some problems. Oh, yeah, I mean... To try to I treat mean, them. What, I know we, we got guests look. going on, but I mean, back when I was having my issues in 2002, I was lucky that I had leaders that allowed me to stay in. Because back then, they put you on orders for 60 days, and they med board you out. Yeah. Now, my leader supported me in getting help, and I was able to stay in. But back then, that's how it was. It's not like that nowadays. Nowadays, it's a lot better, and, and we made a lot of improvements. Are we there yet? No. No. Um, and, but in society, we're not there yet either. But I mean, look at the battleship that you had to turn around. You know, the battleship sure. of the of the aircraft carrier sure. of the Department of Defense yeah. and right. and all of the history and all of the suck it up and well, tough it up and when and, you get into uh, mental health it gets into personal stigmas and that's how everybody was raised differently and so when you try to change that culture it'll take at least a generation or more to change and, and I think that's what you're yeah. seeing you're seeing the yeah. younger folks coming in who, who have been talking about and we yes. talk about this a lot that, that they'll talk about they're able to my my generation and maybe even the 50-year-olds may not be as open, but those 20, 30, 40-year-olds, 
have been yeah. groomed, I want to use the word, yeah. that yeah. it's okay to talk about mental health. Yeah. Yeah. And that, so yeah. maybe it might take another generation or so right. to yeah. really get to the point where we're not getting 22 a day. Yeah. You know? Well, at this point, Lad, why don't we take our first break? Uh, we'll come back, and I want to talk to Cliff a little bit about veteran services down in Virginia. What do, what do you see down there? And we'll explain a little bit of, of what we do up here in Massachusetts. Okay, sure. We'll uh, we'll compare a little bit. So why don't you take us away, La, and we'll be back after these messages. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Greg Brasso here with uh, uh, a, a good old Southern boy uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, from down in Virginia talking about... Uh, just some of the little Worcester and uh, <laughs> all, all, all the little <laughs> all, yeah. all little things and I don't know. Do you guys have rot- are there many rotaries in in Virginia? I don't remember. Or are they called what, roundabouts? roundabouts? You mean roundabouts? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> no. 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 I, I understand and that. They, they actually had a roundabout and they took it out and now they call it seven seven roads or seven ways because there's seven ways to go in the intersection because they took the roundabout out. It's crazy. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. So uh, uh, tell me, Cliff. Um, what what's the veterans community uh, like down there as far as support support services? How is the VA received down there? Because up here it's they're treated like gold. We have a tremendous tremendous VA. Um, uh, yes, uh, situation I, I would up say here. that I've had no issues in the VA. I've been in the VA system now two years, um, but. Just like with anything, there's good and the bad, right? And yeah. so everybody has good experience. Bad. Some of it's on the veteran themselves, right? Yes. right. They don't do – because here's the thing. When you're in the military and you retire, you're so used to being in the TRICARE system to going and getting things immediately, right? Not having to wait, nothing like that. When you go into the VA system, things are a little bit different, and people automatically think it should be like TRICARE, but it's not, right? And so but, – but if you use the system the way it's supposed to be used, within reason yep. – You'll be able to be seen within reason. Now, if you try to circumvent areas within the VA, just like anywhere else, it's not going to go well for you. No. Now, it's it's two different systems. And people are like, well, I don't understand why my medical records from TRICARE didn't transfer into the VA system. Well, they don't. You have to give them or upload this, the, the, the files in. I think a lot of people don't realize that when you leave the TRICARE system into the VA system. Now, with the new Genesis system, I don't know a whole lot about it. That may automatically occur. I don't know if that's that's occurred, but they were talking about that. Um, when I retired, that hadn't occurred. So I had to physically take a copy of my records. Yep. When I had transitioned out of the military, go to my VA hospital, the, to my VA doctor, and hand those records to them so they could upload into the VA system. Or How long can, ago was that? Two, two years, 2021. August okay. of 2021, I, I retired. Oh, really? Um, and, you, yeah. and even then you had to, had to physically yep. do that. Yep. Boy, I was going to say back in 2000. Oh, uh, yeah. No, no, uh, no. But with today's no, communication, no, just a flip no, of the button. No, you know? no, no. So, you still, so then you still had to hand carry them over to the VA. And this is the same as when you file for VA benefits, which anybody listening who served in the service, whether you went to war or not, and if you have not filed your VA claim, you need to file it. I, I, know, here Mass, I know here in Massachusetts they have VSOs everywhere. Some states aren't that way, but um, listen, if you sign the dotted line and you raised your hand, you're entitled to those benefits and you need to sign up for them. E- and I tell these people all this time when I do speaking events, even if you get a rating of zero on the VA, right. you're still entitled to something. Yep. Uh, yep. And so that that is something that the government's planned for. How many veterans have gotten out of the service without ringing in their ears? None. Oh, I, I got hearing aids. I, yeah, I lost well, my hearing in the service. So, uh, how many? You know. How many have you know? Oh, so yeah, many know. tens yeah. of thousands. But they, they're cutting tonight. Uh, tendonitis out. Um, tonight's out. 
You know, yeah, I think on my no disability, I didn't get disability for that. Yeah, I don't think I got anything really? for yeah, my that's a, that's a I new, think I just uh, got ten percent for my hearing loss. That, yeah, I got right. complete hearing loss. That's so if I took my hearing aids out, it would sound like if you guys put these headphones on. Uh, and then smash it with your hands. That's what my, yeah. my wow. hearing is. There. So yeah. tinnitus, you think it's yeah, going to be not covered? Cu- yeah. Cutting that out. Can't. Yeah. And, uh, no. It's a ripoff. And, they, um, they can't. And the other thing which is amazing is every VA system, I always thought if I went from Massachusetts to California or Colorado, they all were the same. No. But they're not. No. They all are like independent. Yeah. And they can operate differently, which is to me is, is crazy. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was lucky enough because my wife's still active in the Navy that I was, did a soft entry into the VA system uh, where others just, you know, you retire of the military. And then they're like, okay, well, nice for your service. Get the heck out of here. Sure. And then you're nobody, right? And then you have to learn the system again. Um, but, the, I mean, they do a pretty good job if you do the right programs as you're getting out uh, the, the six months prior to retirement or, or a year. If you want to learn the we system. Didn't have right. We no, had, you didn't have that. But to go back to ask you your, your, your original question about the VA and, and how it is in Virginia, you know, Virginia and the DMV area, you know, because we got Washington D.C., we got Maryland. There's a huge amount because of the Pentagon yeah. of military yeah. there. Yes, uh, and I think because of that presence, I think it's you know the VA and, and things are a lot better than what it would be oh, the yeah. farther you get away from I think the coast. Now, yeah. I got a good friend of mine out in Texas who's out in San, you know, that had a lot of issues with their VA system. So. And then I got people in Missouri who said, you know, very good success in the VA system. So it, it, you just don't know. I no. think I think honestly, everybody within VA tries to do the best they can in a system that's not set that, up that's, our that's friendly to use. You that's know, that's our experience up know, here. Uh, the bureaucracy of trying to do something, and I worked closely with the federal government for a lot of years. It's hard. And change does not come easy. Does it? No. You know, no, and it's no. tough. It's like moving and, that rock up that hill, you got to... Oh, yeah, and you push it up back in you it. push it up so much, and then it comes back down. Uh, but I, I just... I, and I the say this, back but, yeah. you get from trying to make a change is like, ooh, ooh, you know, and, you, and we, I, we, never, we always did it this way. You know, and here's something else that I want people to, to know about is, and I'll try not to have my, my country accent come out too much as, as I talk. Okay, you're doing fine. Because that's where I grew up at. But uh, is to remember that, you know, when you get your VA rating back and that rating's lower than what you think it should be, or they say you don't get rated for this, do not be hesitant about going in and filing for a claim or, or contesting that uh, appeal for it. Because I think a lot of people don't do that and they just accept it. Yeah. And yeah. if you truly have that injury, you truly have something. And sadly to say, sometimes I think the VA just rejects claims in the and beginning see really and see who's going to go back and file an Absolutely. appeal. I, you know, I can't say that for sure, but it is, sometimes it just seems Social like that Security happens. Social Security pretty same much way. does the same. Yeah. I mean, when I rebroke my neck, I mean, they w- said no. Yeah. You, you, you know, you're not, you're not hurt enough. Now, I don't know about if it is in Massachusetts, but I know in Virginia that if I go on the VA website and I file for my claims, right, and yeah. they reject whatever and I have to file an appeal, I have to do that on my own. If I went through, in Virginia, if I go through a VSO right. and the VA rejects those claims, then the VSO in the state of Virginia will obviously go back and re-argue those claims. And who, when, when right. you say VSO, is that somebody from the VFW, from the American no, Well, that's Legion? a veteran service officer that are state employees. Oh, there are some down in Virginia. Yes, yes. Oh, I oh yeah. Every state has VSOs. But, state but they're, territory. All, they're in the VA, right? They work in the VA. They don't work in your city or town. Right, they were, They don't work with the VA in Virginia. They work with the state of Virginia. Right, but I mean, where are they located? Just throughout, throughout the state. 
in the in, in the towns? towns? Yeah, different towns. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Like so, I was in Manassas, and the VSI, the VSO I saw was in Springfield, which is about thirty, maybe twenty miles north of where oh, I live. Okay. Yeah. Here in Massachusetts, every town has its own. Yeah, VSO. And, and they don't have that in Virginia. Yeah, I think it's regional. I think is what it is. Regional. Yeah, mo- in most states, it's that, it's that it's way. Probably regional. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Massachusetts goes a little bit of a, of the extra mile to to take care of the veterans here. We always have since the Revolutionary War and all that. So uh, it's something that we pride ourselves on. And, you know, the uh, each town of over maybe 7,000 or 10,000 people, I forget the the population, they're required by state law to have a person in that town, in the the town hall. Town hall, city hall. That's good. Oh, it's great. It's great. They're well-trained. You know, so, so they, nobody in Massachusetts has an excuse not to to file a VA really, claim, right? You know, right? <laughs> and then and then the organizations no. themselves, like my my organization, Vietnam Veterans of America, we have seven in the state of Massachusetts, yeah. over and above the VSOs there. And I know the VFW has some. Yeah. So there are there are veterans service officers in those organizations as well. So it's yeah. like layer after layer. And we oh, and Nancy Lawson is a, is a certified VSO, right. and, and we still approved. miss people. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's amazing yeah. how we yeah. can still miss them. We we, we try. That's all you can do is try. I mean, Boy, we really try. You know. We try hard. You know, almost every trick, and if Wolfie was here, he'd tell you that uh, one of the things that we do is take a commercial break. Why don't we take a commercial <laughs> break right now, and uh, we'll come back after these messages, and uh, we'll talk to you about the uh, the festival that we have coming uh, coming up and what we try to do to relieve oh, some of the pressure. Yeah. Take it away, lad. We'll be back after these messages. I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna get my uh, 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 photograph here of my new pet. And then I was telling you know a couple of funny stories about Germany and stuff. But yeah, welcome back everybody. Greg Brasso. I'm kind of getting sidetracked here as he's talking about his his pet vulture. This is my new pet deer. Oh, nice! I have a, I've, I've I've adopted a deer in my uh, oh yeah in my house now. She comes back and uh, <laughs> yeah. I uh, feed her every night, every morning, and uh, just uh, people are driving by now and waving to the deer and oh. giving me apples to give her and stuff. But uh, I've got three, but they haven't showed up in a while, so hunting season's over. Oh. I, know I might have lost one or two. Oh, I'm yeah. I know they. Uh, but they'll be back. Yeah, they'll hopefully, hopefully, they'll hopefully. But we're here talking with with uh, Cliff uh, Broman tonight from uh, from down in Virginia. He's come up, uh, uh, and fortunately enough to 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 be uh, uh, with us tonight. And uh, Cliff is sharing some of his stories. Uh, sitting beside Jen, uh, where where unfortunately, fortunately, he was a uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, attempted to to take his life a, a while back, uh, uh, but. Stuck around because we needed you, Cliff. W- wasn't my time yet, right? That's what I, I always say. Right. Apparently uh, not. Um, but for, for you guys that don't know, um, this show is being ran live on my Facebook page right now, and I'm getting some comments. And so, uh, can I? Can I? Can Absolutely. I? Can I share some with somebody? Comment away. So, uh, Rob said, uh, "Your words and advice always help me." You know, thanks for being there. Um, Nancy um, was talking about. Um, you know, she did not have a good morning this morning, so she was having anxiety and panic attack. And listening to us talk today has really helped her helped her with that. Oh. 
Um, so thanks, Nancy, for sharing that. And then Brian uh, says hello to everyone and, and great show so far. So uh, I want to thank everybody who's, you know, with those comments and stuff. So it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You know, you don't know if you're helping somebody. And, and, you know, um, maybe, and so I just wanted to share that with everybody. And, and um, maybe through Facebook, if somebody has a question that they want to ask. Sure. Or, or some yeah. some story that they want to, uh, uh, you know, talk to us quick uh, mm-hmm. through Facebook. Yeah. or You know, the, obviously you've got a great following and... Uh, you know, we'd love to, you know, talk back to them and and, and make sure that, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're going in the right direction here for everybody. Oh, you're too. watching it, too? <laughs> uh, everybody's watching each other. The, yeah. Well, the I'm watching the, the, myself. Te- 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 technology is amazing. Thing. But, you know, um, you know, for your viewers and who Massachusetts you don't know, you can go out, you know, obviously, you can Google my name, Clifford Bauman, B-A-U-M-A-N.com, and find out about my story. But I was at the Pentagon 9-11. Um, had my boss not come in early that day, I wouldn't be sitting here. Uh, he was actually late. He's never late for work. He was 10 minutes late. I've been right where the plane hit. Um, I spent uh, from 9-11 till early morning the 13th looking for survivors. Uh, never found anybody alive. Uh, had some you know, PTSD issues and other stuff you know, from that the next year. Um, and was, um, was that more damaging to you than your experience in the military? Yeah. That was the single most yeah. traumatic experience. Yeah. A huge one. Yeah. And, I, and as bad as it was at the Pentagon, I couldn't imagine being at the World Trade Center. Oh. Right? Um, and so the problem with, you know, I grew up on a farm, right? We talked about that earlier about, you know, the pet vulture used to have when I was a kid and stuff. But, um, you know, we never talked about it, problems. You know, we just didn't do it. And so when you're having issues and problems, it's not like I could go to my dad and talk to him. I never no. saw him. I didn't see my dad cry. My dad died of cancer at 74. He never cried one time. No. Uh, you know, and so who do you talk to if you don't have that? You know, I, and I was very close with my brothers and sisters. And my older brother who found me, he's, he's eight years older than I am. But, you know, my family would ask me, how are you doing? How things are going? I'm, I'm, I'd say I'd lie and say I'm fine. If things are going yeah, good. Yes. You know, because here's the thing. When, you're, when you have PTSD or you're having issues, this is, this is the biggest thing for me is that's stressful in itself, right? And then you start having stress at work because then you start self-medicating yourself. Whether you're drinking, taking drugs, or whatever it is that you self-medicate, that's going to affect your work performance. So then you have the stress of not performing at work anymore, right? And mine was the military. But then you have your family. You know, my family was 1,200 miles away in Missouri. They know something's wrong, but they're not here to know what's wrong, right? Sure. And so they kept asking me. So then I had the stress of constantly lying to my family, saying that I'm okay when I wasn't okay. And then after a while, you know, people asked me, what did you think that night? And I just said, I, I was tired. Yeah. I just got tired. And they say it's a coupling effect that um, when everything comes together and you finally decide you don't want to live no more, that's, that's a couple. Because it goes against every being of your nature to survive. Every cell in your body wants to live. And, you know, it's at, I'm honest about that because I think I need to be, right? And so I tell people all the time, don't be like Cliff Bauman. You know, pick that phone up and call somebody where I wasn't strong enough to do it. I'm, you guys can see me. I'm, I'm a fit guy, right? Yeah. You know, I run the Army 10-miler every year. I work out. I do yoga three days a week. I wasn't strong enough to call somebody. And we talk about having you somebody know. to call all the time. We've yeah. got a 
a new number here. Is it just mm-hmm. in Massachusetts at 988? Well, you notice on the back, I'll turn on the back of my T-shirt. I, I noticed that, too. There, you know, because I always say that. A lot of people right. don't know about that crisis number. Right. Anybody can call that or text yep. that crisis number and talk to a counselor. Yeah, but I put that on the back of my T-shirt because That's you never know when you walk by somebody if they're having issues and problems. They may not know about that. Or it may jog their memory to, to call. You know what uh, we always text. talk about when we're training, um, you know, asking somebody, are you okay? Or, you know, at work, you get down the hallway mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, how are you I was doing the good today? morning guy. Yeah. 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 But yeah. they'll go, oh, good morning. Mm-hmm. And you keep walking. Right. Or how are you doing today? Yeah. I'm fine. And you keep, keep walking. walking. You don't stop and talk to a person. Right. Yeah. So that's huge, and that's where I think it has to open. I think so, and but also too, you have to learn how to talk to whatever generation you're dealing with, right? So in the military, they always say, "Well, you know, these kids now they just text and they don't they don't understand how to communicate and whatever." It's like, well, every generation says that, right? Yeah. Every generation communicates differently, yeah. and if you're an effective leader, you'll learn how to communicate. I was an officer. Yeah. Across all boards, I think social media does a lot of good. I think a lot of times social media gets a bad rap. Um, pros and cons to that, and people can decide that for themselves. <coughs> I think social media can be used for a lot of good, um, just like we're hearing today, and we're, we're watching it. You know, we're running on Facebook and getting comments and things like that. Um, but I also think it's important to know the limits of anything, right? And and so that's important. But I think you know, especially for the younger generation, and I don't know when this occurred, and, and maybe Gina, you can help me with this. When did suicide become an option? You know, for the older generation, suicide wasn't an option. It, it, it my, For me, it was a year process to get to where I attempted. But sadly, these, these kids now, and I say kids, I'm 53, I turned 53 this year. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll do it in kid, an instant. You're a kid, you You know, and how do, how, do you, how do you stop that? How do you stop something that they're going to decide that and say, oh, my girlfriend broke up with me, I don't want to live. Or in my son's school, my son's not in here right now. He had a 15-year-old kid. His his family took the cell phone away, and the kid went upstairs and shot himself. What parents don't understand is kids are addicted to these, like, drugs. And you, right. you have to – you know, I always did a phase approach with my children. But, I mean, it's – that's – that's when did that become a viable option? That's that's a hard – that's tough. And that's where we say social media does play into it. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Because we – our way of texting years ago was writing a note. Yeah. And there was that delay. Suicide has always been around. It's just it wasn't talked about well, like well, it also is though, now. Like you said, though, there was a delay. If if, if uh, I had an issue, I wouldn't. I, I could get away from it. So say I'm getting pressured, bullied. Yeah. I'd go home, and I grew up on a farm. Okay. I got away from those bullies for the day. But today, the kids are on social media, so they're, you can't they're get away. Twenty four right? hours a day, yeah. it's it's in their back pocket. They look at it. They're getting bullied online. They're getting bullied when they go emails. So it's constant, constant. Yep. Where we got, you got a break. Uh, yeah. Maybe you had a teacher or, or somebody who was, you know, driving you that way. Yeah. There was a, a part of I mean, a break. We, we, there were bullies when I went to high school, oh, yeah. but I I don't think it rose to the level that today that that there's there's Fights and there's there's tormenting. They just mm-hmm. oh no, we had fights. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we had fights. But, but, but today it's they bring a gun, which we didn't bring a gun. Yeah, we right. brought a well, fist. Well, I grew up. Everybody had guns in that well, car. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but not they go out of lunch and look at the new hunting rifle they got for Christmas or birthday. But or I'm something, saying they're bringing but, you know, a handgun into the classroom. Yeah, that's different. Um, yeah. And again, it goes back to Greg. You'd you'd have that fight, and then you'd go home. Your family would say, "How'd you get the black eye? You know, I fell out of the tree." You can't get away from it because everybody who has yeah. 
TikTok. You're on TikTok. They're they filmed it. it. Yeah. Right. It's played over and over, yeah. and so you become that that victim. Unfortunately, yeah. you're victim, right. victim, victim. There was a poor girl. I saw the on television a couple of days ago, and and she unfortunately took her life. But there was a film. Somebody filmed a bunch of other girls beating her up. Mm-hmm. And kicking her, and just yeah. terrible, terrible, yeah. and it just grew to the point that the, the poor thing, she just couldn't take it anymore. Couldn't couldn't take it. But but I think the other thing is, and you you grew up on a farm, so you know, families don't. They, there's no way you, that family unit is is so fragmented today. You'd sit around the kitchen table, and my dad might look at yeah. me and go, "Hey, who are you want to fight with today?" You yeah. know, he, they you talk to your parents. Yeah, right. Cliff, how's the farms down in Virginia today? Are the kids talking, or is there a, or is there a kind of well, a separation? Well, What's it like? I, well, in my family, we do that, right? So when we sit down for dinner, most times or not, it's a special occasion that you can have yourself on while you're eating dinner, and I do that so I can gauge how my son's day went. I have a 19 year old that's in college, and I have an eight year old. You well, know, my eight year old sure. can have just a bad day just as much as the 19 year old. And sometimes I think, like you said, people lose that. But I think also for parents. They need to be parents, right? So parents right. are busy. They're working multiple jobs. The daycare centers are raising the kids nowadays. And so, but you still need to take that time to know what's going on. And in, in, in my son will tell you, he's he's standing right there. Ask him about spot checks on his phone, right? Remember that? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd, right? I, I never caught him, but he never knew it was coming. Because I'd walk up and say, spot check, give me your phone. <laughs> well, not now, but when he was younger, when yeah. he had his phone. You yeah. know? And I never found anything, but he knew he never knew when that was coming. Right, and just the fact that he knew that any second of any moment, any, the dad will walk up and he's going to check my phone was just enough to keep him from not doing things. But I always told Junior, I said, "Look, how lucky he was to have somebody that <laughs> yeah. cared about him that much to pay attention to him." Yeah. It's it, congratulations, you're you're real lucky, Junior. <laughs> Thank you. You're yeah, real so you, lucky. So you get in. But you know, one thing I always told him is, you know, if somebody's saying something to you on social media and you go to school with them. Go talk to them face-to-face because I guarantee you that they're going to change their mind. Now, I taught my kids that you have every right to defend yourself. You never start a fight, but you finish it, right? That's how I was raised because I think these kids, my sons are both in Taekwondo. They do jiu-jitsu, and they do wrestling. They, they know how to defend themselves. But I think that also gives the kids confidence, right? And so if a kid's more confident with themselves, with whatever they do, then the bullying's not going to affect them so much, right? Right, and so mm-hmm. if you build a child's confidence level up, I think that helps them more than anything. Would you agree with that, Cliff? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, can I say a comment? Well, we got a break right now. For, Absolutely. Um, let me bring it up here. I just yeah, yeah. I clicked the wrong button here. Um, That's okay. Me and Wolfie, uh, mm-hmm. we, we're not allowed. Let me take care of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 What was the comment from Elizabeth on there? I didn't see it. Justin, one of the things you said about, you know, having the phone all the time in front of you. Right. Um, my business partner, Paul, is a bartender. Yeah. And he talks about, you know, we bring this up in class about families come in to sit down and have dinner. And all four of them are on the phone. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, why are you here? Do you know, I saw something yeah. the other day, a restaurant, what they were doing oh. now. Oh, they yeah, have, yeah, They have a, Elizabeth, a, a yeah. it's a four, it, it, it's a four people at the table. Yeah. They bring oh, over this I little thing. If you put your phone in it, right there, the four phones, and you're not on them, you get 10% off your meals. Nice. It's encouraging people, families to get off the phone. To so during your dinner, you put your phone in this little packet, they bring it right to your table, and if you leave it in there for the whole meal, 
you get 10% off your meal. Oh, and nice. I thought, what a great what idea. What a great yeah. idea. To get people to start realizing it's family time. Hey, real quick, I just want to say that um, Elizabeth on Facebook says, you all do such great things for so many. Please keep on going. So. We're going to try. We're going to try. See, that works the other way for me. My phone is on all the time because I go to the fires and my family's saying, Dad, isn't there a fire? <laughs> yeah. 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 My hey, phone's constant. At, at this point, Larry, why don't we take our final break? We'll come back after these messages for uh, the final, uh, final discussions on tonight's show. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back after these messages. Great Veterans Voice show uh, with our good friend Cliff that's up from Virginia, Cliff Jr. and Sr. Uh, we've been talking about uh, some of the occurrences that Cliff has gone through and his experiences uh, within the mental health world. And uh, we touched on veterans' PTSD and uh, first re- responders having some, uh, mm-hmm. have, having some issues. But, uh, you know, Jen, it seems like one of the most important things is to is to try to get people to talk about what's going on. Absolutely. And to yep. ask the tough question. Yep. Like Chuck would say, are you are you are you thinking of taking your life? Yeah. Are you thinking of suicide? Are you thinking mm-hmm. of killing yourself? Mm-hmm. You have to ask direct. That came up in class today. Did it? You know, you have to With all your police, ask. with all your first responders. Yep. And were they comfortable with that? Were they a little surprised when when the, when you said to them that that was the way to approach it, not to pussyfoot around, most of them already know that. Do most they? of them, most yeah. of them know it. You know, we always ask how many in the class have had to ask the question, and usually in a class like that, it's about ninety five percent. Sadly, really, yeah. yes. We um, trying to think who we were talking to the other day. Um, we had a police officer in one of our classes the other day um, in Situate last Thursday. That's why I wasn't here. And they were telling us that 80% of their calls daily right now are for mental health calls. Yeah. And we had heard that already in Middleborough and Bridgewater when wow. we were training them that wow. it was up, up about 50 or 60%. They're not getting the calls that someone really needs help or a bank being robbed. It's mental health right now and that's, but, but you know what oh, I, don't, I don't think that is a negative because no, here's no, why because people, people are, are asking for help right. yeah. that's, exactly. that's, and that's one thing I always told people in the military right so the military goes out and, and they, they let's say they have they say okay we got ideations that go up Right, and as a commander, I think that's a bad thing. I said, "How's that a bad thing?" Right. If it was ten percent, because because they're ask somebody's asking for help where they yeah. didn't before, so you're not getting a senior yeah. incident report on this person. Right now, you got the the chance to give them the help that they need, and so I think that's really a positive when you see it goes up. Now, the caveat to that is how many of those people can we get them help that needed that truly needed? That's that's the hard issue because there's such a shortage of mental health providers. But you know, thank God they reached out. That's all I can say. Absolutely. And, and how about the Vietnam vets that are getting older? Yeah. And, and are getting alone, Justin? What do you? Yeah. What, what do you do with that? With that yeah, group? That's, that's yeah. I mean, tough. and again, it's a generation that it was uh, yeah. not okay to talk about it. Uh, you know, don't don't bother. I'm okay. I'm a tough guy. You know, they, they didn't trust the government anyways. Oh, coming back, they only touch the VA. You don't trust anybody. <laughs> yeah. Government's out to screw me. <laughs> Um, those are the guys that it's really hard to get a, to get inroads on. But you know, I I find with with my guys, what we do is, 
I use other peer guys to help. Like if I know one of my guys is really not doing well, I'll grab somebody who's pretty good and I'll say, hey, you know, Mo, you talk to Jimmy. Yeah. Or I'll grab, hey, George, can you, you know, talk to Paul and, you know, just see if everything's okay. And I, I put them in touch with guys that I think will pair up pretty well. Um, and that, that has been positive. You know, Wolfie, that's a big part of our goon squad. I was going to say, that's what, uh, uh, what we just did. You know, we gave away another 5,000 pounds of food today to another 100 families. But I don't know who smiles more. Yeah. The people coming up and getting the food or, the, or, or, or our buddies that are out passing it out at, to everybody. At this point, and it all started from, from the radio show. At this point, 50 goons come to every one of those events and they're hugging and laughing and doing. They're walking like hand in hand to go give toughest guys and girls you ever saw in your life. Are hugging each other. One's holding the thing, putting the car <laughs> to the other person. They hug the person in the car. That's the best therapy in the world. Yeah. And you the know, coffees that Chuck started are, are brilliant. We have almost fifty people socials. at the Hull yeah. Coffees now. Everyone can't wait to come. They can't wait to laugh. They can't wait to hug each other, and then see her all the same. Boys, get some new damn stories. I'm trying to tired of hearing the same old stories. <laughs> and and it, it, that's a miracle. Just being together like that, that that started right here on this radio show with Greg is a miracle. We have more saves than, than Jerry Cheevers. And, you know, it's around. those gatherings, I think, that are so important, especially this month for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the 55th year of the Tet Offense. Um, we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll be making that as our lead. But around the state of Massachusetts, I'm sure across the country, yeah. Vietnam veterans will be celebrating on the 29th, uh, the day of Vietnam Remembrance Day. Uh, I know my group will be doing something at the Bourne National Cemetery on the 22nd, and then we'll be doing something local in Fall River, and then we'll be at the State Monument on the 29th. And it, it's it's amazing to see what happens. You get sometimes 50 guys, sometimes hundreds of guys, and they're all our generation. And within a very short time, it's that that closeness they get, the stories they shot sharing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just amazing to watch. Talk about being here. Oh, I was yeah, there. I was there two yeah. weeks later. Oh, do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, do you remember that road? Or, we you know, or where were you? You know, yeah. like one guy, I was in a weather station in, you know, in, in Alaska yeah. freezing my butt off and somebody, yeah, I was in the jungle. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. So it, it's those stories that bring us together and, and for our generation, I think it's so important that we, and we always say, you know, never forget. Um, we're never going to let people forget, and 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 brings us together, and and like your goon squad, and yeah. and and other military and mm-hmm. first responders. Those are so important. Um, and again, I, I'll revert to our generation because we are older, and we know that our time is not forty years. We don't have fifty years to go. We're on the back nine. I want to give you some good information for that. I just came from the Korean War veteran lunch, and there were absolutely fifty guys there. Were and 90. absolutely, yeah, absolutely that old. None of them were talking too good. None of them were moving well, too okay. good. They were all so happy to be there. Sure. They gave them a meal. They gave them a cookie. It was half the people didn't even talk to each other. They were so happy to be in that room. And they all come. As, it's every week or every month. They all come to that meeting. So there's hope for all you oh, old no, guys. We, we, you're yeah. the, yeah. the old guys. You're the what kids. do you mean, you old guys? You're yeah. the kids. Yeah. You're yeah. The kids. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> not you. Yeah. Not. <laughs> But, wow. but again, it, you know, it, it's the it's the mental health, and, and and we always sometimes look at the younger generation for the mental health, and sometimes the the senior um, generation is forgotten about yeah. mental health sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, I also would like to you know take a plug too with you know Veterans Trash Talk, which I'm part of, and that's what my podcast is on. You know, they were started for that, and it's, it's a group of veterans, Vietnam era, also they can go out there and they can do just like what we're doing here in this radio show, we're t- telling the stories and talking and how about would somebody stuff. Get, um, access it's, it, your it's, site? it's very easy. You can go to VeteransTrashTalk.com. 
Uh, and from there, you can reach my podcast. You can reach all the podcasts that are on, you know, veteranstrashtalk.com. Uh, you can also find me through my website. It's, you know, very easy, cliffordbauman, you know, .com. Or you can just Google my name, Clifford Bauman. Um, and it'll come up, and you can find out all that we do, you know. But but just the same as your guys' mission here, this is the same mission that Veterans Trash Talk has also uh, is to give a, a a place, a safe place where veterans can go out and just that, where they can go out and just trash talk and talk about their experiences, and laugh and joke, but feel safe in doing so. Cliff, and I thanks, think that's important. Thanks a yeah. lot. I'm glad you I'm glad your 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 trials and and <laughs> travels brought you up here. Uh, uh, thanks for and, having uh, me. We're going to yeah. have you back on. But Wolfie has to yeah. let. We got a little disappointing news about yeah, the weekend. Yeah, I, you know, we spend all the time telling you how proud of the vets are, and we want you to be with us and everything. We're just canceling the snow roll, so we don't want any new people. That's fair enough, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? There's no, no the weather. Yeah, <laughs> we had snow for the car show snow yeah. show. We did that for the vets. So it is. It's too windy. You know, all my friends know I'm teasing them. So it's too windy, so they canceled it. So because we have 75 vets come on, we make it free for them, and they come oh, on. Nice. They have to walk the plank, but we'll so it's going to be. Ocean, it's yeah. that crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, Greg loves know? it. Mm-hmm. Wind's blowing 50 miles an hour out there rowing. So, so guys and girls, that's canceled um, April 15th. I'm sending the emails out right now to, to redo it. And then Greg's one of his best ideas he's had all month. Well, what we're blowing. doing, folks, we're honoring all the high school enlistees. All in our radio listening audience, if your son or daughter, has your niece, nephew, have they enlisted in any branch of the service uh, upon graduation? April 1st, we're going to have a free benefit breakfast for all of you to say thank you in advance to our future veterans of America. So April 1st in uh, in um, Marshfield at the VFW, 655 Main Street, Marshfield, Saturday, April 1st, noon to 3. We're going to be talking about it some more, but we're going to invite everybody to come down and, and just... Let us say thank you and give you some clues about what to expect when you and, go and, into service. And, how, and who do they call? This will be this will be just show up. Okay, just show up. And this uh, is the, this is also for the mothers and the fathers, brothers and sisters. We're going to have a groups of afterwards when they're away to meet. So it's, absolutely, the Blue Star families yeah, will be there to yeah. help the the parents as they're saying goodbye to their children. Let them know about the Red Cross benefits that are out there for them. Yeah, and yeah, we're going to uh, sign them up for maps. Uh, sign them up and Cliff. Thank you so much for. For what you're doing and, and coming on, Jenny. Thanks Thank you for dear. having me. Appreciate it, Justin. As always, Gino. Thanks, buddy, for for, for keeping us going. And uh, and remember, Larry, nine eight eight nine eight eight. Everybody, uh, if you feel like talking to somebody, nine eight eight at the prompt, press one, and you're going to get somebody that really cares, folks. We've tried it, we've done it, and it works. That's nine eight eight at the prompt, press one. Thank you, everybody. Good good night. Next week, we're going to continue this tribute homage to Vietnam veterans uh, with uh, Kevin Burrell uh, from the Vet Center coming on to talk about why the Vet Center was formed for the help of Vietnam veterans. Thank you, everybody. Good night, Larry. Thank you, and uh, take care, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Good night, everyone. I just looked around